Good day and welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I trust you're having a great one, whatever day of the week it might be or time of the day. And uh, maybe you have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in hand. Uh, last week we started on a series of the Ten Commandments. We looked at the first one, so today we'll pick up with the second commandment. In Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 4 it says, Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that's in heaven above, or that's in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt now bow thou thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. I've been to museums on big naval ships and they've asked you know they have pictures up or they have signs up say don't take any pictures and uh, they tell you that's for national security Uh, i think a bigger part of that is that they want you to spend money at the gift shop at the end but at any rate these verses make it pretty clear that god doesn't want his picture taken either nor does he want a statue made or anything of that type of imaging uh, many have misunderstood this commandment uh, that they have taken it to mean that God is condemning any type of photography or pictures. Some feel that any art, statues, dolls, stuffed animals are forbidden. I remember one time in an elevator with one of my daughters and getting myself a royal true out by somebody who believed this way. And uh, they weren't listening to anything I had to say that day. I still remember that really well. That view, however, is simply adding to the word of God. This commandment was given for the sole reason of preventing men from inventing objects to be used in worship. God says in no uncertain terms that they're forbidden an image intending to receive worship. that's, that's, That's it. No, no, don't do it. Since the early days of man's civilization, he's invented for himself idols and representations of his concept of God to worship. You know, idolatry always seemed to be Israel's weaknesses. Uh, you know, the first manifestation of it was in Exodus 32 with the golden calf. Israel idolatry has been rooted in the fact that their hearts were turned away from the Lord. This uh, violates the first commandment that we looked at last week. It also seems to manifest a, a dependence on Moses and had elevated him to a place of a, a little God. And when he was away, they had to make things up, you know, as they went. But man has always had this problem. Uh, idolaters generally believe that they that their idols are true gods. This is proven by their bowing to it, praying to it, sacrificing to it, giving to it, weeping before it. You and I should resolve that we will allow no image to take the place of God in our hearts. No matter how hard man tries, he can never properly represent God. After all, God is a spirit, John chapter 4, verse 24. Man in his zeal to worship and honor God has sought to flatter him by producing images of him. And a, and a creator cannot be limited to stone, wood, you know, plastic, steel, or a painting on a canvas. We can, we can never properly depict God. No matter how long we've known him, our minds are always inferior to the true and living God. We can't do that. We, we're inferior. And God's desire for man is that every man enters into a living, personal relationship with him. He doesn't want us to give our devotion to a false god. You know, 
we don't need an image for us to worship God. We can worship God today, no matter where you are, in your car, you're driving, maybe you're at home listening, or you know, maybe wherever you are. Okay, we can worship God. We don't need to have an idol to bow to. According to verse number five, God is a jealous God. The Israelites were God's people, and he won't tolerate anyone else coming into the relationship. God would have no idol, image, person, or thing taking his rightful place on the thrones of our hearts. We must remove, uh, I mean, we must search our hearts and remove anything that could be inserted, inserting itself ahead of God. And we looked at that a little bit last week as well. And we see um, some results of disobedience with this. When when we elevate anything or anyone in the place of Godhood, we'll find out too late that that's not where it needs to be. That That is the worst place for that to be. And that God... You know, he's he's gonna he's gonna bring judgment. But thou, O Lord, shalt laugh at them, thou shalt have all the heathen in derision. You know, the Philistines had a god, Dagon, and that was in the presence of the Ark of the Covenant, which was the manifestation of God at that time in Israel, uh, and it always fell down. It, it couldn't stand before God. Judgment will always stalk the idolater. It won't last. And we see a a judgment that keeps going down, and you know this sin affects more than just that first dad who did it, the first generation. God is not willing; is not saying that He wants to punish children for the parents' sins. That's not what He's looking at. But what He's saying is that that sin leaves a mark on the children. You know, ten, children tend to represent or resemble the environment they are exposed to. You know, uh, through years of counseling and taking counseling courses, there's patterns of abuse that the child goes through and then they repeat that same cycle. And so often it's worse than the previous. Um, so that's the bad side. But, you know, uh, you represent you know, those around you by how you talk, how you live your life. You know, so what he's trying to say, is it takes generations to bring break this cycle established by the parent. It needs to be removed. It's not right. It's not God-honoring. God is not interested in it. God doesn't want it. We may not have a statue or an image which we bow down to. I remember when I first moved to Brampton, we were looking for a house, and how many homes I went into that had their own idol rooms. It was full of incense and other things, burning, candles. Uh, so, So we might not have that, which I hope you don't. But we have to watch out for habits, traditions, activities, possessions that we could set up as an idol in our hearts and lives and that say, this is it. Uh, No one or no thing deserves your worship more than God himself. I hope that's been a help to you. I certainly do appreciate you listening in. Until next time, keep exploring the word.